I forgot to tag you in the story that I just put up. <laughs> what did you just put up? I think you were like sneezing or something. <laughs> Why are you such a bitch? listening to episode 11 of Back Row, the fashion podcast that gets under the skin of the industry with me, Neva Donahue. And me, Ellen. Woohoo! Yeah, 11 is my lucky number. So yeah, maybe we'll get we'll get a sponsorship out of this episode. <laughs> yeah, if there's any sponsors out there, um, hit me and Ellen up. Uh, how are you, my friend? You're getting ready to jet off to Amsterdam for a new life. I know, I can't actually honestly believe that it's finally happening like it's been such a long time coming I'm so excited I'm already getting ads on my Instagram for like sponsored fashion brands in uh in Amsterdam and I'm just so here for it but yeah no it's gonna be good I have my upstairs landing is full of my suitcases yeah and to be honest I have uh, almost a suitcase full of magazines and coffee table books I really appreciate your commitment to taking these magazines halfway around the world. I remember when you were coming back from New York and you were like, do I take the coffee table books or do I take the the clothes and the shoes and stuff? And I just really appreciate your commitment to it. Yeah, I binned off loads of my clothes. Well, I gave them to charity, but yeah. Please, may I put in a request for you to do a weekly diary of your style evolution because I know it's going to change with you being in Amsterdam. (laughs) I have too many weekly diaries going on. I have a weekly diary for my bleeding IBS. I have a weekly (laughs) diary for my acne. And I can't do another weekly diary. You're just going to see it through my Instagram. Okay, will you at least give us more updates on stories as to how you're getting on? Oh, 100 million percent. Okay, I literally cannot wait for this. So, newsy bits this week. Great news if you love your pet to be better than everybody else's pet because Gucci have just brought out a new line of power, you know, because this is what we need in our lives right now. Yeah. Okay. What? So, is this like collars and like dog bags and dog shoes and stuff? Like, what is it? Uh, basically, they introduced a Gucci pet collection for dogs and cats, and it features the house's signature motifs uh, in a selection of collars and harnesses and made to order miniature couches, feeding bowls, and apparel. And prices start from just a little 208 euros. That's wow. for like the collars and the leashes, all the way to over 7,000 euros for made to order home items. So, you know, just if, wow. if your pooch is feeling, you know, under pampered, maybe you could just head over and get them a nice little little Gucci collar and a Gucci sofa. That stuff is going to sell out. Yeah, I definitely know a few people that would uh, pimp out their pooches. Elsewhere, Couture Week started this week. And if you ever wanted a chance to escape into a fantasy world, this is it. This is probably my my favorite moment in fashion week in the fashion week calendar apart from Copenhagen fashion week because I just love that so much but couture week is probably the most exciting week for fashion purely based on fantasy because that's that's exactly what it is like it's pure escapism because let's face it couture is for the one percent of the world who can actually afford it but I just even get a kick seeing you know what people are wearing to the shows what people on the front row are wearing and then seeing the actual gowns on the runway it just Oh, it's just gorgeous. It just escapism at its finest. It absolutely is. But I always laugh as well because people are so dressed up on the front row. But like fashion shows are only 15 minutes. And the minute fashion shows end, 
everyone legs it out to go to the next show. So like you really are, you're dressing up like you're putting in so much effort for 15 minutes, but it is gas and, and it is, it's all for social media at the end of the day. But what, what like jumped out to you? What did you love like out of everything you saw? Well, before that, I just want to ask you, do you actually know what hot couture is? From my understanding, it's supposed to be like, uh, like the tailoring is supposed to be next level. Like who did we see that had like impeccable tailoring a couple of days ago? That was real surrealist 80s kind of buzz. Was it Scaparelli? I think it was Scaparelli. Yeah. Oh, it was Scaparelli because with the hats and everything. Yeah. It's super high end tailoring. Like you're never going to see like a couple of threads hanging loose kind of thing. So basically it's that exactly. It's a showcase of the world's finest ateliers and finest makers. And the week showcases the best handmade gowns. And that's the key. That's the crux of what hot couture is. It's everything that's handmade from the best ateliers in the world. Couture pieces can require more than 150 measurements and multiple fittings and around 700 hours of labor on average. And they can cost anything from around 50,000 euros up to 30,000. Sorry, 300,000 euros yeah, per it's game. Mad. It's I mad. Know, it's just, you know, just a couple of bob. But in order to actually qualify for Hot Couture Week, Hot Couture, not, I love that you're saying Hot Couture. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm I'm French. But in order to actually qualify for it, a design house must produce at least 50 original designs for day and evening wear every season. Yeah, that's fucking wild. Like, <laughs> it's that is mad. fucking wild. Yeah, no, no, I can't. Like, that's too much work. Like, holy and, shit. And they also must have 20 full-time technical people in at least one workshop. Wow. You know, you you asked me there, who was my, my favorite so far? You kind of have all the usual suspects at Couture Week. You have Valentino Chanel, Armani Privé, Versace, Giambattista Valli, Scaparelli, Elisab, you know, the, those kind of names that you hear going around a lot. I'm really loving all your pronunciations here. <laughs> I've practiced because for Versace. Versace. It's, it's not Versace. Versace. And- it's not Versace anymore. No, no, no. Donatello won't won't accept that. It's Versace. I think you put in an extra eye there, but we'll let you off. I really liked Scaparelli. I mean, yeah, that that blew my socks off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the only way I can describe it is surrealist eighties. Mm-hmm. And for anyone that like can't really picture that, imagine your stereotypical dramatic like fashion drawing come to life. It was like big broad like wide rim hats like skinny oh, little waist like we're so good oh my god it was it was actually it was actually unbelievable like I can't tell you how many times I watched that video like oh my god and even down to the details like they do details so well they do jewelry like nobody else like the life-size heart necklace mm. it was like a heart locket necklace thing holy shit I was just like this is their best one yes one that I always look out for is Giambattista Valli and it's not something that I would ever see myself in because I'm not a billionaire but it's just they're the most frothy feminine fun dresses you'll ever see I mean they're yeah. completely like can you imagine jumping on a Dublin bus in a, in a one of those gowns I think we should do that sometime YOLO you fit in the door if there's any volunteers that would wear some couture on a Dublin bus let us know we'll try and arrange that thank you and also one. Julia Fox made a return oh, to God, her, the her, runway. I'm sorry, but her walk was woeful. 
she couldn't walk in the dress. She's I not a model. I could have done a better job walking backwards blindfolded. Oh, leave her alone. She's, <laughs> no. so, she's so great. And I, I actually have so much time for people who do not give a shit about what anyone else thinks. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm so Wait, here I, for it. I can't believe you haven't mentioned it already. Have you not seen Gila Tequila on the Chanel Couture runway? She always nails it. She always nails it. Well, here's here's one for you. Who buys Couture? Like, I don't know, rich people that are like, we don't even like all one of the five rich of the rich families in the world or something. There's thought to be about 4,000 regular, I use the word regular loosely, uh, people around the world whose bank accounts actually allow them you know, dip into the, the fancy oh world of, of couture. So all I can say is we've just got to keep playing the lotto. I have a very cool newsy bit. So for those who don't know, and of of course our listeners, most of our listeners would know this person, but Circo Ratley is an Irish fashion designer, couture kind of, I guess you would say. P- people like Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Kate Moss, Madonna, the list goes on, have all worn her clothes. Um, she's Her stuff has been in Vogue Days, ID, VW, like, Literally, the list goes on. This girl is fucking amazing. She has decided to do a three-week tour fringing workshop in September. Oh my um, god! Tickets are going for about two eighty three hundred euros. Guys, I can't stress enough. This is so fucking cool. Like Circa Radley is the queen of couture fringing. That's what she's known for. She's her stuff is currently actually, if you want to check her out and you don't know her stuff, her stuff is currently in the Brown Thomas Crate section in Brown Thomas at the moment. I think it's on floor one or two. I can't remember. Go in, see her stuff. And even if you're not a big fashion nerd like me and Neve, her stuff is art. So it's worth it going in and seeing it because it's actually artwork in a way, you know. But basically she does these like kind of glass beaded fringe headpieces um dresses all sorts of stuff and it's it's honestly mind-blowing it's she's such a talent she's doing this three-week thing in september it's every tuesday in the evenings the 13th 20th and 27th uh it's from 7 to 9 p.m and it's in her studio which is in harold's cross so it's great location easy location for most dublin people to get to and uh if you're interested definitely get on it asap because I know these tickets are going to sell out soon, but yeah, I think we're both going to have to fly back to Dublin just for that. 100%. Yeah. See 100%. See you there. Okay, this week's deep dive is a bit of an unusual one, so bear with us. We fell down a bit of an internet rabbit hole and came across the idea of death dressing or ghost dressing. Now, history and pop culture would lead us to believe that all ghosts roam around like extras from Bridgerton, but what if that is not the case? And if you had to wear an outfit for all of eternity, what would it be? It also got us thinking about whether or not the other side or the cosmos or tarot or astrology or anything like that has any influence in the sartorial decisions we make day to day. And who better to answer our questions than a tarot card reader and spiritual wellness guide. Today, we are so thrilled, delighted to be joined by Jade Mordente. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I love the podcast. We have had you in mind from the stars and we are just buzzing to get into this conversation. Yeah, I'm buzzing as well. I feel like eternity outfits, ghost outfits, something that we all need to talk about. (laughs) Apart from your wealth of knowledge, your accent is just gorgeous to listen to. I could listen to it all day, oh my every God. day. It's, it's absolutely ASMR. Like you yeah, could is. read out the back of a paracetamol packet and I'd fall asleep, <laughs> fall asleep to it. Like. 
I feel like everyone thinks that though, because I think that about Irish. I whenever I hear the Irish accent, especially Irish like "P.S. I love you," I know that was well, he actually oh. wasn't even Irish. <laughs> oh. I'm like, I need an Irish man. <laughs> so, for our listeners that don't know about tarot reading, to you, what is it, and what is your process? So for me, tarot reading, I like to stay away from that classic fortune teller narrative. And that's something I'm quite like, strongly believe in. There's absolutely nothing wrong if you want to kind of go down that route. But the tarot cards can be really used like the way you'd use a therapist or a best friend or a life coach. And that's what I love about them. I like to use them for empowerment and self-love. And I actually found them myself through mental health struggles. So I was going through um, all sorts of like, you know, PTSD and eventually CPTSD, which is complex PTSD. And, you know, everything from like dissociation to eating disorders and things like that. And the tarot were something that actually came through as a real support. I would pull a card and, you know, check in like, what do I need to know today? How can I feel today? And it just became this kind of like a bit of a ritual for me. I had a, you'll love this. I had a little tarot. My first tarot deck was a Celtic goddess tarot deck. Oh, I love that. And I used to pull Maeve religiously. Maeve is the Celtic goddess. She is my ultimate goddess. I love her to bits. I love Maeve. So I got to the point where I would actually not even, I would just be like, that's going to be Maeve. And I could just pull it instantly. Like we had such this weird, it was such a weird connection. I had this card and to Maeve. And so from there, um, I just got picked up my tarot deck, which had been in the back of the wardrobe for a decade. So I picked up my tarot deck and I kind of got more confident with pulling cards. And yeah, it, it just came through as a support. for. So for to me, it's like I wanted to make a practice that bridged the gap between spirituality and mental health and showing that it doesn't have to be be this like scary or this big fortune telling you're going to win the lottery in 10 years thing yeah. it could actually just be like what do I need to know today to make me okay what do I need to know today to navigate my relationship and that's how I like to see it so my process is very much like a safe space for people to come to have a conversation and just get some really grounded insight on life basically it's very interesting the point as well of like the visual that we get of like a tarot reader. If you go onto your Instagram account at Jade Mordente, you have completely like cleansed the mind of what a tarot reader is. And yes. you mentioned the word grounding and that is exactly how I feel even just seeing your Instagram account. It's very calming. You've created like the most beautiful space, which is in Edinburgh. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much. That's something that was really important to me because I... And I know this is probably a really egotistical thing to say, but I, I guess, so I've always identified as being clairvoyant. So I've been able to see ghost spirits, energy, whatever you want to call it, since I was very, very young. And I had my tarot deck and then I got my oracles and all that kind of stuff. But I was very much like, this is embarrassing. I was embarrassed to show crystals. And I had this vision in my head, I guess, of what we've just described of like what a spiritual person is. Mm. And I was so opposed. I worked in fashion. I was so embarrassed by the idea of like being associated with that aesthetic, I guess. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with it. It was just my own ego at that time. It wasn't you, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't me. And so then when I started to post about it, I had to go through so much of like, who am I? And I was saying this to somebody recently, but I did go through a phase where... (laughs) Um, I felt like I had to wear like a floaty free people dress and I had to like (laughs) 
being really like holier than that. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is like a double life because I'm going out like having fun. I like to wear my like, like I like to dress for my mood. So I like to dress all kinds of ways. And I was like, I'm going to bring that into my Instagram and actually just show the real side of me rather than being this like character of like what, you know what I mean? For somebody that's like completely new to these kind of conversations, what's the difference between a tarot card reader and say like a medium? So a lot of readers will kind of bridge the gap between the two. And I kind of do sometimes. I mean, I don't market myself as a medium. The reason for that is because I think there's a huge amount of added pressure where Mm -hmm. people then would come to you and say, so at the moment, a lot of people would come to me and say, I'm looking for love or I'm struggling to understand why my partner's being distant or something, you know, that kind of thing. Um, how do I help my career? That kind of stuff. Whereas I think that if I was like a medium, people would be like, okay, well, my grand's passed on and I want to hear a message. And that right. pressure is just pretty intense. So the difference I think is that I guess the ta- I like to see the tarot cards as a tool or like a channel to connect to an energy, whereas a medium might be just sitting without any cards, without anything, just channeling messages, okay. which is an incredible um, talent and skill um, that I don't feel anywhere confident enough to do myself. <laughs> um, and I guess you get like, you get some readers who bring astrology in to it you get some readers who would do um like they have you seen pendulums you know what a pendulum is mm, and yeah like all those kinds of different tools and so I think it's kind of a mixed bag personally I like to use a tarot and if I can channel anything on top then I will but I don't I don't make any too big promises does that make sense yeah yeah so what actually kicked off like how did you realize you had this gift like was it from a young age or was it in teenage years yeah so it was very young so I would have said so me and my little sister used to share bunk beds and I was probably about six seven when I was in the top bunk and a man a spirit man walked into my bedroom and came to the top bunk and then I was like oh my god screaming and then obviously my mom and dad were like you're just having nightmares. You're just seeing things. Your mind's playing tricks on you. I think everyone's parents. Did anyone else's parents say that to them? Fully. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Your mind's playing tricks on you. Like it's not, it's not a thing. And then it just kind of developed and it started getting, as I got older, it got more and more and more, um, to be honest with you, I'm just going to be really honest. It was awful. And I think I spent my entire childhood, like if I went to a friend's house, I was like a little nervous wreck trying to go to bed. Even now I can't. So if Claude isn't home and I'd ever, if I couldn't have a friend staying over, I'd have to sleep with the light on. Oh my God. I can sleep. I can stay in the house by myself now, but there was years I couldn't stay in the house by myself. Wow. I would say since 2020, I basically... I got a lot stronger with it. Like, so when I didn't do the tarot cards for the public and I was just doing them for myself or some for friends, when spiritual things would happen, like if I seen a spirit, I would be really, really scared. I'd be like, oh my God, what does it mean? And I'd be like literally panicking. Like I'd lock myself in a room and just be crying. Oh, Jesus. Whereas now, because I do it so often and I see them so often, I'm just like, leave me alone. <laughs> oh my God. I was, I was like, there was one in my, I could feel energy in my house earlier when I was going away in the shower. And I was like, you're not going to bother me now when I'm going in the shower, please just leave me alone. And it just kind of. <laughs> okay. So wait, hold, pause for a second. When you say you see them, is it like a, so it's, you, so you're seeing them. So it's not an audio or it's not a feeling. It's more like a. So you're seeing them as if like we would see something. 
Yeah. So sometimes it is, sometimes it is audio and visual. Sometimes it is like, you know how we often say the shivers, like you get that cold sensation. It can feel, you know, you know, if I was to come over and like cuddle you or something, you'd Mm -hmm. feel that sensation, obviously. Yeah. You sometimes feel that you can feel them like touching the sensation that you can feel like a hand on you or something. But overall, I kind of see, I would describe it as like a shape. Okay. Like a figure, a shape, but it wouldn't be as clear as like you are now. It it wouldn't have features always. It would sometimes just be a a shadow. I don't know why my mind is relating this but I used to get like sleep paralysis a lot like in about 2018 2019 like there was a period of time where I could only sleep with my I had to sleep in the same room as my roommate because I was convinced there was somebody in my room but obviously it was just sleep paralysis but I'm getting the same when you're describing just a shape and like that feeling I was like oh my god I feel like that was that but obviously it's not but yeah Yeah, sleep paralysis is such like a mystery to me like because people always describe the same thing like they see like a dark shadow in the corner and I've had it too and I've seen the same thing and I'm like how come everyone's seen the same I don't know something to me about it it's kind of yeah I know there's something about it yeah but if I read too much into it it'll, it'll like spook me out but no I know we're probably going to all have sleep girls I am, I'm not <laughs> sleeping tonight I am not sleeping tonight that's it sleeping with all the lights on and I'm not gonna lie I just heard a bang and I honestly just jumped out of my skin you just got to say like leave me alone my yeah. mom sorry we're going so off topic here but my mom was a pediatric nurse for years like years and years and years and she would always say like obviously she's seen like you know unfortunate cases where kids are passing away but she would always say there's something about seeing somebody pass away that there's like there's definitely some sort of spirit that lives on because you can feel it in the room like the room of only like the nurse the doctor the patient the thing there's like some change in the atmosphere that when it happens and she's like I can't explain it but she'll like she just she's like I can't explain it but there's something and it just it gives me these ones in a good way because I'm like I don't know I'm just so interested in all that stuff and it's it's great it's the unknown isn't it It's, it's the age old question of what happened happens next and what's the yeah. purpose and how do you how do you get to that point and what happens when you're crossing over it's just the biggest mystery and I think maybe at some point in my life I might just quit and become a death doula I think there's something <laughs> gorgeous about that I want to know Jade does tarot or clairvoyancy or any of the work you do have a part to play in how we dress so I would say in a very traditional sense yes um I think that when I look at, when I look at a lot of people who are, so I go to, for example, um, like my local spiritual church, or I go to a lot of what I would describe it basically is sometimes I think it's maybe people who kind of linger in a really good way. Like I'm a big fan of this, but like on the kind of unconventional, like the fringes of society, like people who maybe, cause I definitely felt like this for, for a while where, um, I obviously had a big group of friends and I was like always going out and stuff, but there is a sense of maybe feeling a bit like a, a, a black sheep in some way. Cause you've got this weird kind of, you can see things and you do feel a bit naturally just a bit kind of outcast, I guess. And I wonder if, that has the part to play in it. Like, I think that people, I tend to find when I go to these spiritual churches and stuff, the people who go are very like individual. Right. I think that they just kind of dress however they feel, but it's not necessarily fashionable or like a trend. It's just like, no, I, I get you. Yeah. What, what do you mean by a spiritual church though? So I would, so 
now I would more, more go to like a moon circle or if girls were meeting for like one of the kind of summer solstice or something right. and dancing in a forest like that's more me now yeah but when I was in Dundee like when I was so I'm 29 but when I was 14 there was nothing like that in my mm. area anyway there wasn't moon circles and it's much more of a thing these days so I would go to spiritual church which was like some Catholic by you know, not anymore but I was Catholic and so that's a bit like the Catholic church except it's with mediums instead okay right okay that's very interesting yeah how do we sign up yeah sounds like the best religion out there do you dress based on how you feel as opposed to how you look but do you think that you're just more in tune with colors and textures as opposed to like trends yeah and I actually think my star sign feeds into it too so I have like a very strong like there are some days that I'm like wanting to wear like um kind of like well not so much anymore I think because the pandemic and probably because my age but when I was a bit younger I'd be like I want to wear like almost like bondage wear in my new rocks and I want to wear like really like black heavy kind of gothy girl kind of outfits and then there was days where I was like oh my god no I want to be really like 70s and like I've got my flares on and like I feel like there's this very opposing extremes yeah yeah (laughs) don't like they're quite extreme different identities and I think they go with my mood and I wonder too if they do go with the lunar cycle and stuff what's so bizarre to me is that Neve is a cancer and I'm a cancer but I will always be in a hoodie and leggings or tracks and arms like I'm literally in like like tracks and bottoms <laughs> right now like if I'm coming back as a ghost I'm coming back in a hoodie and a tracksuit like death and fashion is very zeitgeisty right now and there are a lot of conversations doing the rounds about what we wear when we die some people think you wear the outfit that you died in some people think that the ghost picks their favorite outfit and they just wear that for eternity what is your hot take what would my outfit be or what, what do I think what the ghost wears do you think one it's even a thing or because back to what you previously said you don't really see these spirits clear as day so like do you think all these reddit articles are like just kind of nonsense like I love the idea of all these Gen Z people eventually dying and she and I think that's the funniest thing that I like I literally think that's the funniest thing but uh, and then I am like an old juicy couture oh my god Paris Hilton surely is going down surely like and surely but I and then all our moms in like Marks and Sparks and like Vera Moda like love love that idea but so I'm all I'm equally upset now that you're saying that when you're seeing spirits it's not you don't actually see their clothes like old boots <laughs> old boots would have kept you warm like well, the last time I seen a ghost really clearly right I thought it was an angel and I know it sounds mad right but on this occasion I just felt complete peace and I would have said this figure this lady was wearing what would have looked like a kind of flowing long kind of not a nightgown but you know okay when I think of ghosts I don't know why but I think of nightgowns yeah what's the I deal? do too like, I do too is that a visual that we've had in our fed into us do you think that's what I'm saying like it, like did, did, did that come from like a person dying in a in an old folks home or hospital like is that did, are they wearing what they died in I reckon that they'd come back, you know, if you, whatever you were maybe putting your coffin in. Okay, right. Oh my God. If, if you don't dress me head to toe in Prada, I'm going to haunt you for the rest of eternity. Well, you better have head to toe Prada because I'm not going out and buying this. <laughs> I'm going first thing tomorrow. <laughs> so Martha Stewart Magazine, I used to work for Martha Stewart Magazine in New York, like well, for years ago, it folded and a couple of the stylists had this styling 
idea basically called going out in style. So they it's they call it funeral styling for the ultimate after party. It is so fucking cool. I'm on their Instagram now. It's they, basically it's just like the ultimate after party like you could ever imagine. And they'll like, oh, wow. And what, what is it called? Funeral after party. It's called going out in style. It's such a cool concept. That is so cool. I The thing is, so the whole ghost eternity dress situation, in my head, when I think about spirits I've seen, I don't know if I've been so overwhelmed that I haven't like paid attention to the outfit. Okay, right. Now you will. Now you will. And now I'm going to be like, because I feel like I'm so, I focus on the face. Right, okay. You know what I mean? I'm more like, oh my God. <laughs> like, rather than the, like, is that Prada? <laughs> is that, that is season? so last season. Get it together. Turn up like that. <laughs> Jade, what about your eternity outfit? What are you going to wear for the rest of your life? I mean, ass- assuming you're going to come back as a ghost, obviously. Yes. So I was thinking about this and I was thinking, because you know, when you think of a ghost, you never really think of like the sexy vixen. Yeah. yeah. You don't. You think of kind of like... A bit scary, don't you? Yeah. So I was thinking, imagine you were like dressed in, so one of my favorite designers, and I always struggle to say her second name, but one of my favorite designers of all time is Delaria Findiglou. I can never say her third name. And she does a lot of like corsets, like really tight. You know how she kind of has an essence of her, reminds me a little bit of, you know, like old, like early Vivian Westwood. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like the times of like the pirate collection. Yes, kind love, of love. So she kind of, I don't know if that would be offensive to her, but she reminds me of that kind of era. So I think I would go for something like that. Like, yes. you know, like a corset, something kind of like suspenders that are ripped or something. Okay. Amazing. Love. Dracula's wife kind of vibes. But are you doing shoes? Obviously you don't really need a bag. Platforms. Platforms. Yeah, platforms. She- okay. Amazing. Love. She needs the platforms from Marc Jacobs spring, summer, Two seasons ago, you know, the mega. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, they're exactly the ones. Or the OG Vivian Westwood ones from like 93, the ones Naomi fell off of. Yes, Yes. that is exactly what I need. Yeah, I love that. Obviously, you don't need a bag because you don't need a bag. And No, but if, I feel like you're going to need some Vivian Westwood pearls, big yeah. ones. Just You know what I think as well? You know who also, whose style I really love? And I think of her, I'd love to see her as a spirit. FKA Twigs. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Don't you think Twigs has just got the best style? I love oh. She's my favorite. I think she's got the best style. Oh my God, 100%. I want to know what everything. she's coming back. Yeah, I want to know what yeah, she's going to wear. Yeah, and I feel like when how she'll come back will be a real statement. Yeah. 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 What would you two wear? Ellen's wearing Crocs. The, no, actually, to be honest, Crocs are kind of, they're not really my vibe anymore, I have to say. I am absolutely not a Croc madame anymore. Good for but, you. <laughs> but um, I think it would have to be a big oversized hoodie because realistically, I'm going to probably be freezing because I, I just feel like ghosts are freezing all the time. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Like they're mm. not warm. Like, I don't no. know. But, may, but maybe they are. Maybe they don't feel, they probably don't feel anything. They so, probably don't feel the temperature change. Yeah, they probably, they're definitely <laughs> not coming in house straight being like, will you turn on the bleeding radiators? Like, hey, you're going to be <laughs> boiling. You're going straight to hell. You'll be warm. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wear a big oversized hoodie and, and just trackies and 
maybe my Solomons because they're just like the best shoes I own at the moment and uh, my hair up in a, in a sperm bun and, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't need a bag. Gold jewelry, you need your gold jewelry. Gold jewelry, absolutely. Mm. And uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe maybe a bit of mascara because you never know. I'm I'll, I'm single, could be single there soon. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You're not going to be single for the rest of your life. You might need them. Um, you might meet a spirit guy. <laughs> <laughs> my options are always open. Go or not a ghost always open <laughs> what would you wear Neve? <laughs> oh you, you know me I'm gonna wear like a big like stupid over the top hat and probably like some kind of like pastel tailoring like boring I know like I'm so obvious but you know I just I just I don't want to creep into a room I want to make a fucking entrance into a room I want to be like I'm here <laughs> no I'm the ghost that's couch potato on your couch like you're like oh my god will you Yes, your own place. Like, oh be, my god, you're going to be fleecing off of somebody's Netflix account. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'll be. I'll be like the one in the corner, like slinking around. I love that. <laughs> oh, I want to be. You know the TikTok filter where it's the old man just dancing. You know the, the weird. I want to be that dude. That's what I want to be. Jade, if I'm doing a tarot card reading with you in person, let's say, and I pick a certain card, can you make certain presumptions about me and my personal style based on the tarot card that I choose? That's a really good question. I feel, yeah, I feel that you could. Within the tarot, there's certain, I like to think of them as personalities, also suits. So for example, um, the pentacles are earth, the cups are water. So I could pick up on maybe there's, a cancer influence, a Pisces influence, that kind of thing. And then from there, you might be like, oh, they might be a little bit more in tune with their emotions. They might be a bit more soft and that kind of thing. Or there's also cards like the Empress and the High Priestess. And I wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, she's pulled the Empress. Therefore, I'm sure she's super, you know, goddess-like and earthy and only wears like sustainable fashion or whatever. But it might influence a little bit on who your how your mind is and how you think about things. And you might care more about the environment and you might care more about what's going on in the wider world. So that might influence your fashion choices. Does that make mm, sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's quite I quite like it in that sense. Um I also feel like the, because the tarot of I've always had this like vision. <laughs> I just need like a massive budget. But I've always had this vision of like reinventing the tarot cards as a fashion shoot. Someone steal this now from me. Oh my god, oh we do it together. We need, we need to make this happen. We need to make this happen. We need to collab, or we, we you need can to just collab. hire us. You hire us, and yeah. we're there. You know, you're speaking to literally the best graphic designer in the business, and Ellen. <laughs> well, no, James, <laughs> boyfriend's a graphic designer, isn't he? A graphic designer? Yeah, he's a photographer. So we've got the photographer. Yes. Okay. Amazing. I can be the producer, project manager. That was my old job. Amazing. Done. Oh my God. Who would the high, okay. The high priestess would obviously be Musia Prada. Oh yeah. Wait, sorry. I'm confused. We are, we are putting fashion designers in these roles or we're putting clothes. Fashion design. Oh wait, no, this is Jade's project. <laughs> oh, I was, <laughs> wait, maybe a bit of both. Because I visualize, no, I visualize that like, um, like a runway show or like a cover, like Vogue. And it would be like, say you had, say you had 12 covers and each one was a different look. Wow. Look, okay. we're absolutely in no way having Cara Delevingne on one of the covers. I hate that girl. <laughs> that is an amazing idea. We're going to crowdfund that. Yes. 
we'll make it happen. Yeah, I just, it needs to happen. I've been thinking of it for so long. Jade, we've taken up so much of your time. I, honest to God, I could hold you here for two days and just talk nonstop about your work. I think it's so fascinating. You're brilliant. Your brand is brilliant. Where can people find you if they want to book in? They can find me on Instagram, Jade Mordenti, or TikTok, same, and jademordenti.com. Amazing. I recommend everybody go and book in with Jade ASAP. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Jade. Thank you so much for having me. Holy shit, Jade is so cool. She's so cool. Like, I can't get over. And you know what? We're going to have to cut so much of that interview out for like length purposes. And I'm sorry to listeners, but she is honestly one of the most interesting people. We could have chatted for six hours. And I just love that. And I said it in the interview, like, there's nobody like her. This girl is like a real fashion gal. She loves clothes. She's not taking on this like stereotypical crystal ball like tarot card reader look like she has her own style and she's just so herself like it's so nice to see someone who's like fully come into themselves and absolutely thriving she's a gorgeous person before we go Ellen what makes you what makes you fashion week what makes me fashion week yes new segment that we have that I came up with and I fucking am a genius when I say so myself so it's fashion smell like passion but with an f and week felt like I'm weak I'm not cringing strong. I'm cringing that she's explaining this I'm, I'm actually weak now to be honest so what am I fashion week for so many things so because I'm getting loads of ads from like like people in Amsterdam like jewelry designers and fashion designers and this kind of thing uh, I clicked onto one that caught my eye and she's yeah, pretty good jewelry designer. Nothing really to write home about. Loved her, but she put up an Instagram post, and it was like inspiration that she has taken from fine artists and sculpture or um, sculptors and stuff like this. So uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Kathleen Ryan. She basically is maybe at the moment one of my favorite artists. Uh, she makes these really intricate beaded fruits, but they're huge, nice. and they're all like they kind of look like they're rotting, but when you come up close to them they're all like glass intricate beads and it's almost like jewelry but huge it's like giant jewelry it's on like guys look her up her name is Kathleen Ryan she's so fucking cool she's like just getting bigger and bigger by the day and yeah what are you fashion week for Neve? okay okay Get it together, Eve. So um, a new vintage fashion haven called Loot has opened its doors in Dublin recently and offers a beautifully curated edit of luxury and vintage pieces. It is on Fade Street in Dublin, for those of you familiar with Fade Street, and as well as being a concept store where you can find things like Jill Sander, Jacquemus, Burberry, you name it. It also acts as a cool event space and it hosts like DJ sets and parties. And I feel like it's a really positive addition to Dublin's city centre right now. Next time in, I'm in Dublin, I'm definitely going to check it out. And it's at Loot Dublin on Instagram. That's me. Absolutely. Yeah. I keep missing it because every time I'm on Fade Street, I'm half cut and I've had seven <laughs> points of Guinness and it's like closing. So I need to go in. Absolutely. Next time I'm home, I absolutely will go in. But I love it. It's very eye catching. The blue. Yeah. It's a big, deep blue, like royal blue. 
um, yeah. storefront, um, very simple branding, very cool. So yeah, I'll also definitely be checking that out next time I'm up in Dublin. But that's all we have time for. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. We absolutely loved making it and we will be back next week with more guests, more chats, more fashion, more fashion weeks. <laughs> okay, bye guys. Bye. We love you. Bye. Bye bye bye. Bye 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 bye. Bye 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 bye. bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!